0: what's going on far far away family welcome to star wars in 10 so how's everyone doing this wednesday yep it's hump day the midpoint of the week i never really got that saying because what if you don't work monday through friday what if you work wednesday through sunday or something like that then your hump day would be friday okay don't pay no attention to me i'm always thinking about some crazy stuff So, how's everyone doing today hopefully everything is going good on your side of the galaxy not much new happening out here on the outer rim which is a good thing in my opinion because we can get right to the next part of the story. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. well would you have. You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show. So just get back and ready to go. Save your mind of what you know. And let the force be the course of
1: where we go. As you take this journey far, far away. Now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would be joining us. The princess, Sarah, the assassin recalled, turned to face her. I'm glad you came was all she said the huntress sensed something dark and powerful in the other woman a strength of will and a hatred nurtured over many years your bodyguard said you wish to hire me the princess nodded they say you can track anyone no matter where they hide you can find them they say you can see across time and space The statement wasn't precisely accurate, but the Huntress saw no need to explain the subtle intricacies of her talent to this woman. I have never failed a mission. Sarah smiled. There was a man, here, many years ago. I don't know his name. I don't know where he is now. But I want you to find him. Can you do this? She didn't answer right away. Instead, she closed her eyes and reached out with her mind. She felt the Force gathering. It swirled around her like a rising storm, carrying the dust of memory imprinted on the campsite. The captured memories encircled her. Images flooded her mind. She saw a child, dressed in a frayed and tattered tunic. She saw the child blossom into a young woman. She saw the woman leave Ambria, only to return many years later as a princess. You grew up here, she whispered, as she continued to probe even deeper. Sometimes the history of a place was faint, washed away by the passage of mundane events and insignificant people. Here, the memories were strong, preserved by isolation and trapped in the currents of the force that permeated the camp. I see a man, tall and thin, dark hair, brown skin. My father, Sarah explained. His name was Khalib. He was a healer, wise, strong, a man who commanded respect. She didn't say this to please the princess. The huntress never cared what her clients thought of her as long as they paid. There is another man, Sarah told her. He came to my father for help during the New Sith Wars, tall and muscular, bald. He was evil, evil, reaching out with the Force required intense focus and deep mental concentration. Even so, the Iktochi couldn't help but notice the other woman's hesitation. The Huntress had no use for words like evil or good or even justice. She killed those she was hired to kill. She gave no thought of whether they deserved their fate. Still. She found the princess's choice of labels odd. She was an assassin. She killed for profit. Was this any more evil than the man Sarah spoke of? And what about the princess herself? She wanted to hire someone to take the life of another. Did that make her evil? She did not speak her thoughts aloud, however. They had no relevance to what she was doing. Instead, she pushed deeper into the well of memories, submersing herself in them in search of the man Sarah had described. Hundreds of faces flashed before her. Male, female, human, Twi'lek, Syrian, Ithorian. Soldiers serving the Jedi, and even those serving the Sith. Kalib had healed them all. The only ones he turned away were the leaders of the armies. He saw himself a servant of the common folk. The Jedi Masters and the Sith Lords he always refused to help, with one notable exception. The Huntress could see him now. A Sith Lord in black armor, the curved hilt of a lightsaber clipped to his belt as he towered over the healer. They were locked in a battle of wills, the big man dying from some illness she couldn't discern. Even though they were decades removed from the encounter, the Igtochi sensed the raw power of the Dark Side emanating from him. It was like nothing she had seen or felt before, both terrifying and exhilarating. I see him, she told the princess. I see what he did to you. My father always said he would return. That was why he sent me away. Made me change my name. Your father was right. Now that she had seen him in her visions, it was easy to skim the passing years looking for the imprint of the Sith Lord. Through the maelstrom of images, she easily picked out his next visit to the camp. Yet again he arrived in need of the healer's aid. This time, however, he did not come alone. There are others with him. A young woman. A young man. What happened? The princess asked, her voice trembling slightly. A series of shocking and violent images assailed the Iktarchi's senses. She saw the healer's decapitated body. His limbs hacked from his torso and arranged in a gruesome display near the fire pit. Inside the cabin, the young man crouched in a corner, a babbling idiot driven mad by the horrors that had been visited upon him. The other two, the young woman and the Sith Lord, were harder to see, though she sensed they were still there. Something concealed them. Some power or spell cloaked their presence. When she tried to pierce the veil, something pushed back, snapping her out of her meditative trance and severing her connection with the past. She fell to her knees with a cry of anguish, clutching at her temples, her mind reeling. Sarah was at her side in an instant, crouching over her. What happened? What did you see? The Huntress didn't speak right away. She had heard of this happening to others, but she'd never experienced it herself. It wasn't the images of Kaleeb's gruesome death that had caused her to recoil. It had been sorcery, Sith magic. A spell of concealment had hidden the Sith Lord and the young woman from the Jedi who had discovered the healer's body. The memory still carried the echo of the spell upon them. Even after a decade, it had been potent enough to momentarily overwhelm her. How can one individual command such power? Tell me what you saw, the princess demanded rising to her feet. Your father's death, the huntress replied, also rising to her feet. He was there. The man in the black armor? Yes, I think so. It wasn't clear. He was there, the princess said with certainty. He was responsible for my father's death. There was another with him, the huntress said. A young blonde woman. I only care about the man in black. Can you find him? "'If he still lives, I will find him,' the Huntress assured her. She knew she would dream about the Sith Lord tonight and for many nights to come. Her sleep would be filled with pictures and images from his daily life. She would see how many suns rose in the sky each morning on whatever world he called home. She would see their color and their size. Whatever moons and stars marked the night sky would be revealed to her. Familiar landmarks would bubble up from her sleeping subconscious night after night. She would cross-reference these with a database containing descriptions of all the systems and worlds in the known galaxy, narrowing her search down until she had his exact location. It might take days or possibly even weeks, but in the end, she
0: always found her prey. There wasn't anything that special about this part. The hunters viewed into the past, she saw everything that had happened to Sarah's father, but there was something to note in this part. Well, actually two things of importance. One, that even years after the event, the Sith smell the Xana cast still had the ability to block the Itachi's vision. And the second was, the hunter seemed intrigued, maybe even turned on by the power that Bane possessed. And that's where this part came to an end. So you'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out what happens next. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pig Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.